add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie This is an Irish independent podcast. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, this week it's a little different than usual. It's one of our Life Lessons episodes and I have to say I'm really, really, really excited. If, like me, you watch Clarkson's Farm uh, on TV and we're blown away by the whole concept of being a farmer and having sheep and cattle and grain and all of that lovely stuff that he did, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. I've been following this woman on Instagram for a very long time and I'm delighted she's been able to take the time out of a really busy day to join me today on the podcast. Ireland, as we know, has a long history with farming, but how much do we really know about the people who look after the farms that supply us with the food that we eat every single day and what actually goes on behind the scenes? Well, today we're going to find out. I'm joined by dairy farmer Louise Crowley to discuss what life as a farmer is like in Ireland and being a woman in that job. Louise, a very big welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, thanks for having me. Listen, we're delighted to have you on. So before we go anywhere, tell people a little bit more about you. You're not just a farmer, you do a lot more than farm. Uh, So tell our listeners and stuff a bit more about you. Well, I suppose um, I am a dairy farmer, so um, my life revolves around all things kind of farming. And uh, as most people my age, we put everything up on on social media. And I like to share the everyday ins and outs of farming so the highs the lows and everything gets put up on twitter just to show um the the realities of what we are doing every day and of course you've done some television as well haven't you i have yeah so i've been lucky enough to um be a farm ambassador for the national dairy council and so i've featured on a few of their ads and as far as this was um, having dinner with a vegan on eating with the enemy, so I know most farmers <laughs> wouldn't be too keen on on doing that one. Uh, and tell me, are your family farmers? Yeah, so I'm a third generation farm, uh, fa- part of the family farm here. So my grand aunt originally bought the farm in, here in Limerick, and then dad, her nephew, he decided he wanted to go farming. Um, they both were from Cork City, so there there was no. Uh, farming background uh, before my grand aunt and then I grew up on the farm with dad and decided that I wanted to be the next one to take it on. And was that something that you always wanted to be growing up or, or you know did other things go into the mix or, or was it always nope I want to be a farmer? It was always where I wanted to end up eventually I suppose growing up um, I was, I was the eldest out of my siblings so I was the one that was on the farm first and helping out and during school, I wanted to go farming, but we were kind of told, you know, maybe look at something else. So I had thought about going teaching, um, maybe doing ag science teaching to keep in line with the farming side and then eventually go farming. But once I got towards doing my leave cert, I decided why not start where I want to end up? Um, because 
if I went away working off farm for even 10 years, that's 10 years of progression I would have lost at home on the farm. So I bit the bullet and I just went straight into farming after college. And talk to you about women in farming. Is that is that presumably, or maybe I stand to be corrected, is, is it a male dominated profession or are more and more women getting into it? There is an awful lot of women in farming at the moment. Um, I'm full-time farmer, but when I was growing up, it, there wasn't too many women around that were in it. So it has changed in the last decade. And the biggest issue nowadays is the lack of female ownership on farms. So the women are milking the cows, feeding the calves, we're doing all the day-to-day work, but in the managerial roles and the inheritance of farms, that's where it's really lacking. Um, it's only about... 13% of the farms in the country at the moment are in females' names. And a lot of that is um, in females' names because they're widowers um, and would have inherited that way. So um, we're still trying to change the view that you don't have to give it to a son, you know, give it to the most capable person that will take on the farm. Okay, so that so that so that's still a thing, the fact that, you know, it automatically goes to the, the eldest or whatever. It is. It still is a thing. Um, people will choose to give it to the eldest or to give it to the son or a nephew. Um, they, this idea that you have to keep the farm in the family name. So that was kind of um, a deterrent against women inheriting because if you marry and you change your name, they kind of viewed you were losing the family name. But oh my God. Um, okay. the, wow. these things are changing. We're like farming has to become modern like everything else. So we're not we're not tied to, you know, trying to keep it with a that traditional view. Wow. Okay. It's also it's it's a very old Ireland thing, isn't it? It's fascinating. It is. Yeah. It's just it's one of these things. Farming has become so te- modern with all the technology and all this side of it. It's just on the actual ownership side that we need to up the ante. So, give us a sense of your farm. Then, how how many tractors have you got? How many acres have you got? How many heads of cattle or whatever have you got? Tell us more. So we're a dairy farm here, so we're spring milking. We calve down 180 cows this year with the aim to go to 200 cows next year. Um, We love machinery here. I would have been brought up. Dad loved machinery, so I inherited that love as well. So we have, um, there's five tractors here and then there's two loaders, um, a teleporter, a digger, um balers wrappers diet feeders you name it we probably have it and if we haven't i've probably used it i drive for a contractor as well in my spare time um so yeah we have a, a lot going on here the we have two farms here so there's the home farm where it's the milk and platform so um all the cows are kept here that's 170 acres and then there's a second farm that we bought in 2018 and that's 72 acres and that has our calves that were born this year and all of our silage ground then as well as over there. I'm tired just listening to you describe the farms and the quantity of stuff that you've got. Uh, out of interest, did you watch Clarkson's farm? Did it give an insight into the life of a farmer? Is is that how it is that or did, did it reflect how it actually is? Well, it did. Um, and like I'd say most farmers that we tuned in to watch him, we kind of were a bit skeptical. Say, How is he going to portray farming now? Um, and like you, you viewed it that you know, he was a celebrity going into farming. You know, was money going to be an actual issue? Because 
finances are a huge issue for in farming and I think any farmer that I talked to that watched it thought he he portrayed it very well um you know he didn't sugarcoat anything he was honest about how he was feeling and even to sum it up in the very end of it what stuck with me was when he worked out with um even with his you know payments from Europe and like single farm payments and all of these subsidies he still only made a couple of hundred pounds out of his year's work and I think that really hit home with people that um you know you can put in all this effort and things go wrong and you try and write it but you know at the end of the day it could be for very little and give us a sense of your day then so how how does I'm sure no two days are the same right so this is one of those questions where like oh well you know everything's different but what's a vaguely normal day for you how does it look yeah so every day is different but it kind of depends on the season so um we're in the middle of the summer now so things are kind of the cows are in a routine you kind of everything is taking over really so we're milking in the mornings so uh seven o'clock starts in the parlor get the cows milked takes about two and a half hours in the morning to milk. it's your stock checks so go to the other farm check the calves are all right feed them their nuts um then it's uh, check grass so I measure grass here once a week just to make you sure measure the I grass. can budget it and, yeah how do you measure grass grass is our most efficient and cheapest feed for the cows and it's their favorite as well um, so we measure I measure every field here every week uh, I have a thing called a plate meter and I take maybe 25 30 each and it works it out on an app on my phone and it will tell me by the time I've my walk at the farm done it will tell me exactly how much grass I have in each field and I can see if I have enough grass for the next week or two weeks do I need you know if grass is getting short or a bit scarce I can put in a bit more meal or I can put in silage to fill up the deficit so it just makes sure that we're utilizing everything. Um, I can see if I have too much grass so I can cut some of it and make bales out of it. Um, we're just trying to keep the quality right for the cows at all times. They don't like it when it gets too long and stemmy. It's not as palatable for them. And they don't milk as well off of it either. Fascinating. Wow. Okay. That's okay. Uh, folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. We are learning all about farming today. I'm being blown away with the talk of tractors and machinery and apps for measuring grass. Uh, <laughs> tell me about social media then. That's where I came across you uh, after after watching some of the farm programs. I was just looking for looking on Instagram when you came up, and I've been fascinated by by what you document and the way you, you do it. Why was the decision to, or did you make that decision to document your life on Instagram? No, it was never intentional that, you know, like every other was teenage girl photos of nights out and all that kind of stuff. And I'm a member of Makra the Firma. And in 2018, I represented Limerick in their Queen of the Land Festival. So Queen of the Land is like the Rose Tralee for farmers. Okay. Um, I didn't realize when I was going to it how much of a big deal it was. Um, but ended up winning the, the competition. What did you have to do in the competition? So it's a full weekend above in Tullamore. Um, you're judged on basically how you get on with the other girls. There was 26 of us in the competition. Uh, you have to, you're privately interviewed then. So the judges I had were 
Anna-Marie McHugh from Joel the National Plowing. Plowing and the World Plowing. And at the time, Joe Healy, the IFA president. And then there was Clark Machinery and the Queen before me. So you get judged by four people. And then you have to do an on-stage interview that night. How would you represent Irish agriculture and what are your, your plans for your own farm and things going forward? Okay. And of course, one of your big things was social, from a farming perspective, was social media and just letting people in to see what you do. Yeah, well, the social media stemmed from that then because people were asking me questions about my farm, like how many cows or what do we do and um, those kind of things. And after a few messages, I said, maybe there's a few more that are interested. And I started posting the answers publicly. And then it kind of just spiraled from there. So I'm I'm, this is my fourth year sharing on social media and I think of 26,000 followers on Instagram now. And what do you, what are the challenges of it? Or or, 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 or it's just something that you just really enjoy doing in terms of posting? Look, there's, there's an awful lot of positives to social media. I like sharing because people learn an awful lot from what I'm doing. But at the same time, then I learn an awful lot from all the other people that I watch. But there is challenges there, people that um, like farming is something that every farm, like all dairy farms might be milking cows, but we don't all do it the same way or we don't have the same machines or the same methods. Some people might not be as keen on my ways of doing things. And Louise, tell me, in terms of, you obviously have a grow for the job. I can get that just from chatting to you and the way of life. What's your favorite part of, of, of what you do? My favourite part has to be um, seeing the actual animals, how they progress. So I be there from when the calf is born to watching it as, you know, putting her calf and seeing her come into the milking parlour. So a lot of our cows that we'd have here, you know, I would have seen every one of them being born and looked after them right through. And they're 10, 12 years old, still with us every day. You know, they're, they're part of the family, really. And I, I have cats there that I remember their mothers or their grandmothers. So um, it's nice to have that aspect. And do each, presumably the answer here is yes, but does each cow have a different personality? Oh, they do. They have lots of personalities. Um, you know, I had a, a pet cow that unfortunately um, she passed away in March, but I had her for 14 years. And she just had the most she was the most stubborn cow like you know she never did what I wanted her to do but she knew her name and you could call her in any field or in the sheds and she'd always come up to you um she was a 14 years old and she still would fight any calf or a bucket of milk so they have characters um, there's certain cows that like to come in first into the milking parlor. Some like to come in at the end. You get to know their routines. You know, you know, if the very first cow that comes in every day wasn't there, you'd know to kind of keep an eye on her because she might be a bit off farm um, or a bit under the weather. So um, they are complete characters. What are the challenges for farmers in Ireland right now? What, what are the biggest issues that you're facing? There's a couple of issues facing us at the moment. I suppose um, public perception of farming is a huge one at the moment. Um, look, uh, lifestyles are changing and there's other diets out there. 
And I have no issue with whatever diet somebody wants to lead. But, um, you know, farmers aren't out there to do any harm. Um, you know, dairy farming gets a bad stigma, I suppose, taking calves away from cows. But I think a lot of people, me online, will see reasonings for it. Um, we're not going out to cause any harm to any animal. At the end of the day, the animals provide our living for us. So if we don't look after them, then you know they can't look after us. It's a complete circle. Um, and it's just to get that message out to the public that, you know, these animals, they mean as much to us as, you know, the rest of our family. Well, I think anyone listening into into the interview so far today will absolutely get that from, from, from the conversation that we're having. No doubt about it whatsoever. And in, in terms of in terms of the, the public perception, talk to me a little bit more about that. How do you think the or how do the public perceive farmers or how do you think they perceive farmers? I suppose the public um, see, you know, getting farmers getting these payments from Europe and the, the subsidies and they think that we're farming purely just for money. Um, and that, you know, the, the dairy expansion in the last few years, there's this idea that farmers just want more and more and to be bigger. And that idea is long gone. Um, we're now in an era where I, and I know most young farmers, definitely anyway, like myself, we want to just be better at what we already have. I've no interest in having 300, 400 cows. Um, to me, that means work, more bills, you know, uh, there's a lot of bills uh, that are associated with cows. And what would you say to people like myself who are, uh, I watched Clarkson's Farm right now. I'm like, we're moving down to West Cork for in the, in a couple of weeks time. I'm like, God, I'd love a bit of land. And then I was like, but geez, I'd love a few cows and maybe a couple of llamas and alpacas and sheep. Uh, I'd love to get into farming, even though I know absolutely nothing about it. What would you say to idealists like me or dreamers like me, uh, probably a better word, <laughs> who are thinking about it? Start small. I would never disencourage you from getting involved in the animals. Um, being realistic, there is loads of high points, but there is loads that come with it. But from what I've learned is from experiencing the lows and the hard things that come with, you know, sick animals or losing animals, they make you appreciate the good days all that more. So I'd start small, just get a couple, find your feet and then you know, you can get a couple more than after that because the um, it's better to start small and get that right and know what you're doing. It makes them, you know, the, the increase that all that more easier. Okay, well, m maybe if we ever meet at the Ploughing Championships, I, I might regale you with tales of of I mean, uh, of 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 of, grow, of a growing small little farm in West Cork. Hopefully, a little bit of luck, Louise. If people want to follow you online and do what I do and follow you in your tractor and stuff all day long, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram. My username is Louise Crowley Farms. Um, so it's pretty simple enough find me. <laughs> Louise, thank you so much for joining us today. Folks, that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram, realhealthindependent.ie. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate and review. We'll see you next week for more Real Health Slong Foe. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.